If you're looking for the best hockey history, stories, and interviews, well, you've come to the right place. It's time for For the Record with Liam McGuire. Wayne Gretzky retired from the NHL in 1999, holding or sharing 61 NHL records. Since that time, he's lost two, but gained one, so he currently sits at 60, shared or that he holds outright. What is not in the record books are the anecdotes surrounding Wayne's career, and he is part of one of the better historical anomalies. I call it the 1851 Connection. On October 14, 1979, Wayne scored his first NHL goal. It was scored against Vancouver and goalie Glenn Hanlon, and it tied the game for all. Wayne's linemates Brett Callaghan and Blair McDonald assisted the historic marker, and the time of the goal was the 1851 mark of the third period. That goal in that season launched Wayne on the most improbable statistical assault on all NHL scoring records. As much as we all marveled at his season-by-season -season point totals, it coincided with his launch up the career scoring ladder, and lo and behold, 10 years later, he was poised to pass Mr. Hockey, Gordie Howe, for career points. At the conclusion of the 88-89 season, Gretzky was 13 points back of Howe for the all-time career lead. This was not going to take long, and it didn't. Wayne had 12 points in the Kings' first five games of the 89-90 season. With the record poised to be tied and potentially broken, Gordie Howe was following the great one around. The next game would ironically be back in Edmonton, and the date? October 15, 1989, 10 years and a day after Wayne's first NHL goal. Wayne took the drama out of the night early to some degree, with an assist on a Bernie Nichols goal, 4:32 into the first period. Career point number, 1,850. And just as he did 10 years and a day earlier, he scored a goal late in the game to tie it at four. Assisted by Dave Taylor and Steve Duchesne, four career point number, 1,851. The same number as the time of his first goal a decade earlier. The postscript of the story, Wayne scored the winner in overtime and his march to the statistical stratosphere continued. We'll be right back with Steve Duchesne to talk about this amazing player, the greatest offensive force in sports history. Well, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Very pleased to be joined by Steve Duchesne and... Uh, He's well-known, certainly, in hockey circles for a number of things, not the least of which was his final season where he won a Stanley Cup with the Detroit Red Wings in 2002. But prior to that, Steve, your first, I believe, five seasons in the National Hockey League were spent with the Los Angeles Kings. You were there before the great one rolled in, and you were certainly there for the impact he had and through the start of his years in Los Angeles after his time at Edmonton. Before we talk about the goal, can, Steve, can you take us back to what it was like when Wayne showed up on the scene? Well, <laughs> you know, everything changed when Wayne came on the scene. You know, we, we had the, uh, in 85, 86, we had the, uh, the color, the original uh, purple and blue yeah. and, and uh, yellow colors. And, uh, you know, nobody was coming to see us in the, in the games at the old form. Uh, love that barn, by the way. And, uh, you know, so that everything, you know, we kind of knew that something was uh, was brewing around, especially with Bruce McNall coming on board as a new owner. And then, uh, you know, we kept hearing that something big was going to happen. Uh, you know, when and when that happened, it was just it was unbelievable. You know, there was so much excitement in the in the city and in our team, and 
you know, obviously watching the uh, the press conference in Edmonton and here in LA and, and then came on board and, you know, it was just the first training camp. Uh, I can tell you one thing that just, it seems like there was a, a big glow, you know, when Wayne, Wayne was on the ice, it was just a big, uh, <laughs> a big bright light, you know, skating around. So we were all so impressed and so excited. And, you know, I knew for me personally, you know, being an offensive defenseman, uh, you know, having somebody like that uh, on my team was, was going to be unbelievable. So I was really excited and, and nervous, you know, everybody was nervous. And uh, I almost, I think I almost called him Mr. Gretzky. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he was 20, what, 27, 28, and you know, was, yeah. you know just turned 20. So, but uh, it was it was exciting, I tell you. Well, it's funny you, you you talk about all of that in the aspect that you did, and and because I think of the the Kings power play that year and how you played such an important role on it. And you had 24 power play points that year. I mean, it was only Wayne and Bernie ahead of you. You tied Luke Robitaille. Obviously, you were number one uh, starting on the power play all the time. Can just but again, just but again, just before we get to the goal, Steve, because it's so cool to talk to you yep. about this particular time. What, 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 like, and Bernie had such a ridiculous year. I mean, 70 goals. My uh, God. I, what would and Luke two forty six? What, what would that power play must have been? Just a, like you guys must have just been licking your lips when you got out there. Uh, absolutely, we couldn't wait for our, for, <laughs> for our power play. <laughs> you know, it was uh, it was great because uh, you know we did practice quite a bit, but then he knew exactly what he wanted and where you know where where it was, was going to be. And well, the main thing is that you uh, and he would get mad, you know, if you uh, weren't ready for one of his pass. And, and to tell you the truth, most of the time you had no idea it was going to come right on your stick. You know, <laughs> he was that good. So, so make sure, you know, kind of, kind of the Magic Johnson of the, you know basketball. You know what I mean? Making these these pass that you have no idea that you saw you. So, um, so when we we did, it took us a, a little bit at first to, to get used to it, but. Uh, Man, he just, you learn so much. He wants the puck, he wanted the puck, and then get yourself open. And it's, uh, you know, being able for me uh, personally, and, 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 and well, obviously Bernie, is we, we, we caught on quickly that, uh, you know, give him the puck and then get yourself open and <laughs> yeah. you'll, you'll have a great chance, you know. Yeah, no, no, no question about it. Uh, so we got to ask you about, about the goal, and, and uh, this, is, this is the one that allowed him to surpass uh, Gordy Howe for career points. And it's, 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 got, it's, it's the connection, of course, right? He scores 1,851 points to pass Gordy, and it happens to be the exact time of, of what his first goal in the NHL was 10 years and a day earlier with Brett Calligan and Blair McDonald assisting that one, you and Dave Taylor on this one. Can you take us through... I mean, I remember watching it, but with Gordy there and all of the hype around how that was going to play out. What was that like, Steve? And take us through that moment. Yeah, and then to tell you the truth, the, the last five goals, you know, we were getting closer and closer. It was just a, every game felt like uh, it was a Stanley Cup final. You know, it was just that there was so much pressure, so much people talking about it, and the crowds were were incredible. So, so of course, that game, and then, you know, being back in uh, – in Edmonton, it was just, uh, you know, it was pretty special. Yeah. So, uh, so when I got the puck, uh, you know, I tried to, we were diving to try to keep the puck in the zone. <laughs> and then uh, and when I got it, I was able to shoot it at the, at the net. And then, uh, and then he hit that, I think Dave Taylor. Yeah. So Dave made a good pass, but, it, you know, it was a great, uh, great goal. And then, you know, the goal was great, but the, the, 
the jumping around after the goal, uh, you know, I, I watched a video the other day, man, it's, it looks like we won the cup, you know, we're just jumping so high and, you know, all kissing each other. And <laughs> so it was, it was, uh, it was kind of a, a relief to, 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 to finally happen and it, it couldn't happen in a better place. So it was just, uh, you know, everything fell into place. It's perfect. And it was a good time. It, it you know, it's it funny. Was. It's funny. You mentioned it that way because I remember it, it's like when Bobby Orr scored in 1970, the first guy to grab him was Wayne Carlton. And when, when Wayne scored, the, I just remember seeing the back of Larry Robinson going over. And here's this multiple Stanley Cup winner. You already knew he was going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, he used to grab Lafleur like that in the 70s when he scored some of his big goals. And he's going over. And this is like the, the sixth or seventh game of the regular season. And like you said, everybody was acting like it was just such, such a momentous occasion. Oh, it sure was. I mean, I, you know, I thought we were going to start, you know, going around the ice and carry him on the shoulder like you know, we do at the Stanley Cup, you know. But it was, it was just the, the whole hype uh, around the, the, the leading up to the, to the goal. And then obviously the goal and, and, and Gordy being there. And, yeah. You know, it was just, uh, it was, uh, Something you never forget, you know. Just, here and there, you forget the you know, the year. Not you, because you don't forget anything. But uh, <laughs> you know, but it's you, you. You kind of look back at it and start thinking, and wow, it was a it's something that not many people go go through. And you know, and, and winning the cup obviously is is another special time. But this this uh, you know just the whole being surrounded by Wayne and yeah and. Uh, you know, it's just that you, you you absorb you absorb the uh, the uh, the winner in him. You absorb his you know his aura. You know what I mean? So it's it's something that uh, not, not many people uh, had a chance to, and I was glad I was part of it. And, and then he scores the winner in overtime. And on top of it, <laughs> on top of it, and you know I forgot about that. So here you go again. So. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, more ice, more icing on the cake. Well. Steve, it's, it's, it's so great catching up with you. And, you know, you're part of hockey history forever uh, with, with, with that moment. And you know what I love about it is, you know, you throw the puck in, like you said, it's last minute of play. You're trying to tie it up. I love the fact that Dave Taylor got in on it too. There's a guy from the Triple Crown line. There's a guy who embodied the Los Angeles Kings, in my opinion, that was those first 20 years of that franchise. You could say Marcel Dion, Dave Taylor, and Charlie Simmer – you know, Mike Murphy, a few other, Rogie Vashon, there's a few guys, but Dave Taylor embodied that. I'm so happy that he got in on the play as well. And then, of course, Wayne caps it off with a goal, makes it special, and then we have the rest of his history. But it just, it's just like the stars aligned. I, I, I don't know. We do, we're doing these hits, and it just seems like when we talk about these stories, these historic moments, it's just like the stars aligned at this particular time. Back in Edmonton, no less. Yes, exactly. Yes, exactly. I think, I think Ranfer, Bill Ranfer was a goalie at the time. Too, right. right? For, um, so, yeah, he ended a crossbar. I remember he hit, kind of hit Dave, uh, his knee and slid across to to Wayne. So, yeah. But, yeah, it, it was, you know, especially with all the, the, the misery that happened in L.A. the previous years, you know, yeah. and losing and all the time and nobody coming to see. And it, it went from the an extreme, you know, from being super – low to a super high so and obviously that's that's sports i guess so but it was it was good 
Steve, this it was good was, for the city. Absolutely, yeah. it was good. For, it was good for hockey. I mean, let's 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 be yeah. honest. Wayne Wayne going down there is a change the configuration of the National Hockey League. I think we can all look absolutely. back historically now and realize that we we don't have a San Jose or an Anaheim and possibly a Phoenix uh, and 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 anything south of the Mason Dixon line really yeah. is is attributed to Wayne going to LA in in uh, in in eighty nine eighty eight eighty nine. There's no doubt about it. My friend, uh, cannot thank you enough for this, Steve. It's so great to catch up with you again. Thanks for joining our podcast here, and uh, and uh, God bless to your father-in-law and and uh, and continued success, yeah. my friend. God bless to you. Thank you, Liam, so much. Appreciate it. Another terrific discussion surrounding one of the most monumental moments in NHL history. Our thanks to Steve Duchesne for joining the podcast. If you want to hear more stories by the NHL's greatest historian in conversation with some of the greatest players in the history of hockey, be sure to subscribe to FTR on iTunes and Google Play. For the Record is hosted by Liam McGuire, mixed by Adam Jenkins, and produced by Joel Darling. On the next episode, Liam will be joined by Brian Trotche to discuss the incredible Islanders dynasty that won 19 consecutive playoff series and four Stanley Cups in the early 80s. That's next time on For the Record with Liam McGuire.